Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about my home buying experience and I'm not just going to talk about actual the process of home buying. I'm also going to talk about all the steps that I took leading up in in the past couple years leading up to being ready to buy a house to where the financial aspects of buying this house was so flowy and and um just just it went so smoothly it went so smoothly and it wasn't stressful at all because of the things I'd done leading up to the home buying process not necessarily the things that I started doing day one of the home buying process I'm going to talk about all that one thing before I dive in one thing that we are doing as a team we kind of talked about this We are, so this episode will drop on Monday, and if you are listening to this in real time, that means the Home Buying Masterclass. Every month we do a masterclass. This month is the Home Buying Masterclass. It is next Monday, but enrollment has closed as of listening to this podcast. However, we are opening up only one-time purchase enrollment for the next couple days so you can still get in and grab the like grab access to this one-time home buying masterclass but enrollment has closed for the masterclass the monthly subscription so you cannot get the monthly subscription right now that will open back up again on the 21st of this month but you can still buy the one-time ticket to the home buying masterclass i'm going to put the link here in the show notes you can also go to the link in my bio on instagram at deeper than deeper period than period money on instagram and and check that out so if you're listening to this and you're like crap i should have got this you can buy a one-time pass to go to this masterclass okay now let's dive in So I'm just going to real quick recap basically the very high level things and the timeline of what I've been doing with my finances for the past couple years up until this point of being ready to buy a home. So if you've been around for a while in the Deeper Than Money community, you've probably heard me talk about some of these things. But again, I'll just do a quick recap because this stuff really matters. A lot of people, even just as we've been um, talking about the home buying masterclass, a lot of people have, you know, messaged me or whatever and said, hey, this is so cool, but like, I'm not looking to buy a house for a couple years. And I'm like, you should for sure still get this masterclass. Like, this is perfect for you because it doesn't just matter in the home buying process. It doesn't just matter 
in the home buying process of like, okay, I want to buy a home today. Now all of this stuff matters. It's like, no, no, no. So much of this process is leading up to it. Sorry, my dogs were super excited. I had to pause it. And so much of the home buying process is everything that you need to do leading up to the point in which you are ready to start the official home buying process. So let me walk you through a brief um, overview of what I've done with my finances. I have to <laughs> I have to get clear on my years because after the pandemic, time is like fake. I feel like a year ago actually feels like five years ago, but it also feels like a day ago. So it's super weird. So I have to fact check myself, make sure I'm saying these years right. So I graduated college in 20, in May of 2017. By May of 2018, I had finished paying off my debt. So May of 2018, I became debt free. I had paid off $36,000 of debt in 18 months. And that was a big, big turning point for me. Then between, I would say May of 2018 and I would say May of 2018 until the end of 2018, I saved eight months of expenses in an emergency fund. That And I also started investing more aggressively in that time period. Then, so then starting in 2019, I started saving for a house because Shay and I, our plan was we were going to, we moved to Kansas City in February of 2019 and our plan was to live downtown for a year and then buy a house in like you know February of 2020 that was our plan but then we love living downtown so much so our plans changed but at that time so beginning of 2019 January of 2019 I started saving for a down payment on house okay so from January until about probably August I was investing and I was also saving for a down payment on a house. Then in August of 2019, Shay and I got engaged. And then at that point, we were like, eh, do we really want to buy a house in in like January of 2020? Like we really don't want to. Like we kind of want to resign. So at that point, we were kind of deciding we really didn't want to buy a house then. We loved renting. We love the freedom of renting, the flexibility, the fact that we don't have to like take care of anything, the fact that if something's broken, somebody comes and fixes it. We love our location. We like love everything. And so at that point, we're like, eh, we're kind of figuring out that we really didn't want to buy a house. Our priorities were shifting. And then we got engaged unexpectedly in my eyes because I did not think we were getting engaged for another like year or so. Um, so Shay proposed in August of 2019, and then shortly after that, I transferred about $34,000 from what I had been saving for a down payment on a house into a wedding fund, and then from there, we started um, planning, like our wedding was basically paid for, because that was our original budget for our wedding, and I'll come back to that in a second. Then in... After that, then I was like, well, geez, we're not buying a house anytime soon. So I don't really want to keep building up the, uh, the house funds, like the house fund right now. So then my priority shifts a little bit more. The wedding was already pay- like ready to go and saved for. 
And one of my biggest dreams had always been to buy my parents a new car. So then from like August until December, I was saving for buying my parents a car. And then I bought my parents a new car for Christmas. Well, it was gently used, but it was like new to them for Christmas. Then after that in 2020, January of 2020, I started aggressively um, investing, like really aggressively investing. I was saving a little bit for a house because again, we knew at some point we wanted to have the money to have the down payment for a house, but we also didn't know when that'd be. So I didn't want to keep that money in a high yield savings account when it could be, you know, we're really flexible on when that would be. So I still had some money set aside for a, like, uh, I don't know, like n- not, not enough for the down payment we probably would have wanted, but just enough to where I would have a buffer to start saving for the full down payment if I knew things were in the works. So that was January. Then, um, let's see. So that was January. So I was aggressively investing and then, you know, for a couple months kind of doing that, then COVID happened and the, you know, the pandemic happened and we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to move our wedding. So then we lost about $10,000 in having to move our wedding, which that sucked. So if I had to find a new venue, so then we were about $10,000 over our, our plans of what we were going to spend. Cause we were going to spend 34,000. Now we'll probably end up spending 44,000. Um, don't come at me for how I spend my money, please. And then, so I transferred $10,000 into back into our wedding fund. So we'd have that. Then we, we started talking about this house. So actually I do need to go back a little bit in time. So in 20, so growing up, so growing up my family when I was really little we went camping every year we went to um, Michigan usually and we would either rent a camper or then my parents had a camper for a while and we would go up there we'd go camping we'd go to the like Lake Michigan it was amazing and then we'd come home that was like my one family vacation of the year I loved it then I don't know how old I was maybe like young teenager. I don't, I don't know, but a family friend of ours had bought a lake house. And so then that year, instead of going camping, we decided that, you know, they said, oh, you can absolutely stay there for a week in the summer. So we instead went to Lake of the Ozarks and we stayed at our family, this family friend, their lake house. And it was so much fun. We had the best time ever that that became our family vacation. And so every year we'd go down there for a week and stay at our family friend's lake house. And it was like just some of my favorite memories in my whole life are like from my family being there. And so, so sentimental to me, so special to me. I just loved it. I loved it so much. So it was probably, I honestly do not remember when this was. I would guess... 2018 or 2019. I think, I think probably 2018 
But my dad, we were planning, okay, when are we going to go down to the Ozarks? And we finally found a date. We went down there and my dad, we're down there. My dad goes, yeah, you know, we might have to think of what we're going to do next year because the people who own the lake house, our family friends, they, you know, are potentially talking about selling it. And I remember just being like in full sadness, panic mode of like, oh my gosh, this is like my favorite week of the year. I love this time with my family. I love this time so much. I can't imagine this like going away, right? If if they were to sell the house. So I'm like, who are they selling it to? Like, when are they selling it? Who are they selling it to? And my dad said something along the lines of, well, you know, I think it's just kind of in the works. This house, you know, means a lot to them. And so I don't think, like, I think it's going to be harder to list it. And I think they're hoping maybe like somebody in their family like buys it or whatever. So I literally say, I'm not kidding. This is in 2018. So remember, remember the story I just told you. And I'm pretty sure this is in 2018. It honestly, it could have been in 2019, could have been in 2017. I think it was in 2018. And in 2018, I just paid off my debt. So my net worth was probably $0 at that point because I just paid off my debt. I had like a little bit invested. I had a little bit in savings, but like that's it. So my net worth is probably zero. And I say to my dad, well, you know, what if... Like, what if we bought it? Like, what if, what if I bought it? And, you know, everyone's like, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. You know, whatever. I'm like, okay. So then me being who I am, which I wish so badly, I wish so badly I remembered what journal this is in because I'm a huge journaler. I write things in journals all the time and I have a million different journals, but I have a journal somewhere that has this in there. Someday I'll find it and I'll show you. But that that night or whenever, that next morning, I opened my journal and I wrote down, like, what if I bought this lake house someday? Like, what if I did that? And it seemed obviously insane, right? I had, my net worth was zero. I had maybe a couple thousand dollars in savings. I, like you know, I was 22. And so, yeah, that seemed like so insane. But I wrote that down. I was like, how could I do that? Like, what would I have to do to do that? And I just started like writing things down. I was like, I'd have to save this amount of money. I would have to um, maybe make this amount of money per year. I would have to do all these things. I kind of wrote it down and I was like, okay, cool. What steps would I need to take to do any of these things, right? And I just started like writing that that down. So then fast forward probably another year. So this is what makes me think that was in 2018 because then in 2019, the same conversation came up again of like, yeah, you know, we, we can go down there to Ozarks again, but I really think they might, um, you know, be considering selling it soon. So I dead ass this time dead ass looked at my dad and I was like seriously like I want to buy this house and he's like all right like you know I'll say something to him whatever so he calls me a couple weeks later and he's like hey I just talked to you know our family friends and they said if Chloe wants to buy it like we'd love to sell it to her and at that moment I was like 
I'm going to freaking do this. I don't know how. This sounds insane. This seems insane. This seems crazy, but like, seriously, I want to do this. So if you can remember the timeline in 2019, this was about the time, like summer of 2019, where Shay and I were like, damn, like we love living and we love renting. We originally thought we were going to buy a house in 2020, but we don't want to buy a house right now because we love living downtown. We're not in any rush to go and buy like the house we're going to kind of settle down in and live like full time. What if we seriously considered and looked into and like made it work to where we bought this lake house and kind of, you know, most people like buy a house that they're going to live in and then like down the road buy a vacation house. What if we bought this vacation house first, then down the road bought our like house we wanted to live into. And so yet again, Shay and I sat down and did the same thing that I had done the year before. And we're like, how could we make this work? Like, could we actually do this? How would we do it? What would we have to do right now in order to do that? And so a lot of that, like one of the biggest pieces was saving, obviously, for the down payment that we wanted to do. And we'd always talked about buying a house in cash. And so we'd been aggressively investing in um, in places where we could take money out of. So we'd been, like I'd been investing obviously in retirement accounts, but also outside of retirement accounts. So I'd be able to pull that money out if we did want to, you know, make, a, um, like buy it in cash. So that was still on the table. We were still talking about buying it in cash. We were still talking about just doing a down payment, whatever. But again, we were doing this so we had options. So saving slash investing and then also credit score. Like really, I was in t- very, being very intentional about how I was utilizing my credit cards to quickly grow my credit score. My credit score literally went from in the like, I, when I graduated college, I think it was in the like low, low, low 500s. Like maybe it was 500 exactly. And now it's excellent. And so again, that's a short period of time. That was 2018, 19, 20, uh, three years went from 500 to freaking excellent. And so I was being very intentional about my credit score, very intentional about all this other stuff, um, intentional about just savings and all of that. But I already said that. So this is 2020 kind of, or no, 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 this is 2019. So we're like, what if we did this? That'd be, you know, kind of crazy, whatever. So then in 2020, So then we were just kind of like talking about it and we're like, okay, they wanted to check with like their family first to see if anyone else was, was interested because obviously they would kind of like trump us, like they would get first dibs, but nobody really was. And so they kind of came back to us and they were like, Hey, this was in like early 2020. And they were like, Hey, um, you know, if, if you guys are serious, like when would you want to do this? And so we said May 1st of 2021. We said May 1st of 2021 and they were basically like, okay, like, well, you know, let's, let's work towards that. Let's figure that out. And so over the last year, we've been planning for this super intentionally from a financial perspective. And also as an entrepreneur, there are more things you have to do to be qualified for a loan, which we did end up, we decided to get a loan instead of to, um, 
paying cash because interest rates were so stinking low that it made more financial sense for us to take out a a mortgage at a insanely low interest rate and then invest the money we would have paid cash for and be making higher returns in our investments as opposed to paying in cash, but then, you know, so the trade-off. So as an entrepreneur, there are documentations you need just basically proving that like, hey, entrepreneur, like I am an entrepreneur, but I also have stable income, a stable company and all of those other things. And so getting all that prepared and doing a ton of research. And then obviously we went into that. So then in um, January, probably is when we like officially started the home buying process where we were working with the seller on, you know, negotiations, where we were trying to figure out what our plan would be if we were going to re-sign our apartment and then do the lake house if we were going to move there full time, if we were going to whatever. And so we had a lot of conversations and basically got to the point that we landed at, which we are keeping our apartment downtown. Um, We ended up closing on the lake house in April and it was such a a smooth transition and everything. And and I want to point out that we were super blessed and lucky in this situation because one, it is a seller's market right now. And so we were super lucky to be working with people who we knew, be, um, you know, just have so much uh, freedom, I guess I would say, in the process. But also at the same time, there were a lot of things that we made work because of how the market is, because of knowing them, because of these other things that work to our advantage. So I by no means want to paint the picture that this is how every single home buying process looks like. I would argue that, I mean, rarely do home buying processes look the same, right? Because there's different um, types of houses in different places with different um, restrictions. You can use a real estate agent. You cannot use a real estate agent. You can know the seller. You cannot know the seller. You can be buying an investment property. You can be buying your first home. You could like, there's so many different scenarios. And so this is just my situation and our process in buying the home. And again, we're going to go into more details. I know I'm like over time. I try to keep these podcast episodes short, but I just want to give you an overview of how this happened and how we got here. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that I think people don't realize is that Yes, I started the home buying process January of 2021, but in my eyes, I started this process in 2018 because of all the things I've prepped to get to the point where this was a a seamless process. So that's kind of what I wanted to share today. And again, a reminder that there are so many other things the details that go into the home buying process. We're going to cover that in the home buying masterclass. Again, you can you can still grab a one-time um, enrollment if you're interested in that. And the biggest thing that I want to emphasize is that there's no right or wrong way when to buy a home, how to buy a home, and the process. 
But what does matter is that you have the education behind understanding your options so where you can make choices that make the most sense for you. I am not one of those people that say, you need to pay in cash, that's the best way, or never pay in cash, only put 3% down, or you have to put 20% down, or you have to do this. I want to show you all the different ways, the pros and cons of each of those ways, how it depends, how it how that relates back to you, your resources, your story, your priorities, and how you can apply it in your life. And so that's what the masterclass is going to be about. And so again, this is a, you know, a unique home buying process. Yours might not look anything like that, and that's okay. But it's all about understanding how the home process can go, what your options are. So again, you have the most control. I don't want to say control. You're so empowered in the process to be able to make decisions that best serve you. So that's our process so far. I cannot wait to keep you updated on all of the projects that we're doing, all the renovations and updates and all those things. Make sure you're following along on Instagram so you can go and check that out. And we will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.